All right. It's so good to be back with you guys recording this podcast because it has been a hot minute. So because it's been a hot minute, I thought I'd give you a quick life update on a few things that's going on in my world. Basically, I put the final touches on my master's degree project. So hopefully, cross our fingers, I'm done with that. It can be out of my life and hopefully I get my degree in the mail soon. I've also been working more at the hospital that I work at as a dietitian. Um, definitely love that hospital, but I would much rather be with you guys more often. And so I have been loving going back to my one day week there because I have plenty of time to kind of tune into this world and do my projects on my own business. As far as house projects go, since you've been hearing about those along the way, my bathroom that I talked about a while back is basically all done. There's just a few decoration things and final touches on that. And since that was wrapping up, I got the green light to start the basement. So the basement is a project that I've been looking forward to doing for a while now because it has this really ugly looking wood paneling all over the walls. I had just been waiting to tear it down. So I got the green light. I tore down all, almost all, still finishing up, but almost all of the wood paneling. And now we have a lovely mess down there. And I feel really bad. A couple people are going to stay over and they have to deal with that. So we'll see what happens there. But I am super excited to get going on that. And then... The last thing I'll mention is we've done a lot of camping this year. I've gone at least three or four times, which in my mind is a lot. And I have been struggling this year to figure out how to balance my camping experiences because with a one-year-old, it's just a little tricky. I can't figure out how to get him to go down for a nap. I can't really figure out how I can get him to kind of stay on his schedule and be happy. But he loves it still. I still enjoy being out in nature. I just am looking forward to kind of those camping years where I don't have a small child with me. But there you go. That is my life update for you guys. And on this episode, I wanted to talk about health goals. Now, this podcast probably should be recorded in January, but since it's kind of a new podcast and I haven't gotten a lot of material on here yet. I really wanted those people that are starting their health goals or their weight loss journey to have something to refer to when they are making their health goals. So that's the reasoning behind this podcast and we'll jump right in. So to start off, I want you to reflect. Have you ever set a health goal and then quickly retracted that health goal just as fast as you had made it? I know I have. Or have you made a health goal and then got going on it for a couple weeks and then lost your momentum and just gave up? I've also done that one. Have you ever wondered if making health goals is even worth it? Definitely thought about that. Or have you ever wondered if these health goals that we set are just so we can ultimately feel worse about ourselves? Because let's be honest, that is honestly how we feel if we are not successful at our health goals. So that being said, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that I'm not alone in this. 
I'm pretty sure that there are multiple or countless people out there that struggle with this. So I'm pretty sure those people, myself included, also don't go out intentionally making health goals to make themselves feel worse about themselves. I think ultimately the intention behind a health goal is to help us feel better. So how can we change this? How can we make health goals or making health goals a positive experience? Well, first off, let me tell you a story about the summer So I pulled this story from my own life because that's how I best learn is by kind of flopping on my face. So this summer, I made a goal to run a half marathon. Brilliant, right? I know. To give you a little bit of background, I ran cross country in high school and track, and I was pretty average at both of them. I found joy in running during my life, during that time at least, but after high school, I ran here and there, but never ran consistently. Well, I guess that's a little bit of a lie because there were like three months somewhere in college where I was consistently running, but I didn't enjoy it like I had before. So basically, after not enjoying running for about 10 years and having a baby and working on my master's degree and working on my own business, I was expecting myself to joyfully execute my plan that had kind of concoct in my mind. And my ultimate plan, I'll let you know, was this. It was to wake up about at about 5.30 a.m. every morning and go for at least a three-mile run. And I even had a backup plan. So my backup plan was if I missed a morning, I was going to strap my child into a stroller and go for a run sometime during that day, no matter how hot it was. Well, if you live on Utah, you'll know that it has been quite a hot summer. So you can just imagine how well that went. Oh, also on Fridays and Saturdays, I was supposed to go on at least a six mile run to uh, prep myself for longer runs so I could do those 13 miles. And ultimately, my goal was, okay, before I run the half marathon, I want to know for sure that I can run that far. So I was going to run the 13 miles at some point before actually doing the race. So I didn't look ridiculous um, in front of everyone if I wasn't capable of doing that. So Not like that wasn't asking enough of me. I was also supposed to feel like I had plenty of energy and that I was the perfect wife and mother and that I could make some extra side cash, I could eat perfectly, and I could look like a hot model. Well, if you haven't already foreseen it, my health goal fell miserably. I woke up kind of at 6 or 7 on most days and I only ran a few of those days. I looked up half marathons in my area and kind of fantasized what it would be like to run them, but I never actually signed up for one. I was way too nervous to officially sign up and commit to uh, that race. And I continued to tell myself, okay, maybe tomorrow I'll go for a run. Like today was just too hot. I didn't wake up early enough. It's okay. I'll try again tomorrow. Well, now it's August. The amount of miles that I've ran this summer, you can probably count on one or two hands. I'd probably say one, but 
I'll give myself a little bit of wiggle room and say two hands. And I am not signed up for that half marathon. And I do not plan on signing up for it last minute because by this point, it would be last minute. So I would say that my goal was pretty ambitious, but I still felt like it was what they deem a smart goal. It was something measurable. It was something very specific. I felt like it was pretty attainable according to my past track record. And I felt like it was something I was at least 60% confident I could do. But what happened? Why did my goal fall flat on its face? Why do I not feel proud of myself overall? And how can I change my health goals in the future so this doesn't happen again? Those are the kind of the questions that I ask myself and that most of you, I would think, would ask yourself if you have had a similar experience. So before we kind of go into the solution portion of this podcast, I just wanted to uh, kind of hone in on what would happen if we don't fix this health goal issue. What if we were to just continue to live like we are? We either aren't making health goals or we're making them, but then not accomplishing them. If we continue doing this, we aren't going to see that progress that we want. We aren't going to have that additional health that we want. We may get even more disappointed or feel guilt or shame because we aren't doing the things that we would like to. We may feel overwhelmed or stressed because we haven't got around to doing our health goals. And this may spiral us into this state of lack of motivation and we won't be as willing to try our goal or a different goal in the near future. So I have heard it said that the way we do one thing is often the way we do other things in our lives. So not only is this kind of issue an issue with health goals, it's probably an issue with other goals in our lives. So we stay stagnant and make little progress on those areas in our lives that we would like to succeed more at. Now, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that most of us listening to this podcast want to succeed. Let's just envision what could happen if we actually figure this out. If we figure out how we can make a health goal or a goal in general and succeed at it and not fall flat on our face. So if we can do this, we're going to be able to see so much more progress and growth in our overall lives. We're going to feel more inspired and motivated to keep taking more steps to kind of keep elevating our being and our physical health. We're also going to see those results that we want. So we're going to be able to have some physical, tangible thing that we can do or a certain weight that we weigh, and we're going to be able to celebrate those wins. We're going to be happier and more proud of ourselves for putting ourselves out there and actually accomplishing our goals. So if that's what you want in your life, listen up because we're going to talk, going to talk about some of the solutions to how we can fix these goals. So to start off with, I just want to say I still think SMART goals are a good way to start off because they are very measurable and specific and can help you 
really envision what you are going after. That being said, after you've envisioned a SMART goal, I think it's very important that we break that goal up into doable pieces. So what does this look like? It looks like you deciding at least three steps that you can do on your way to accomplishing that big goal. So if you have a goal to run a marathon, you'd break it down and say, okay, this week and this week, I'm going to run up this many miles. This week and this week, I'll run up to this many miles and so forth. If you have a more complicated goal, I would suggest that you break it down into even more than three steps. Each step that you have should be small enough that you should feel about 85% confident that you can accomplish that one step. And make sure while you're making those steps that you can put a deadline to that specific step. So you'll have your overall goal and that overall deadline, and then you'll have those separate steps to your goal and those deadlines. So it helps you stay on track. It helps you stay taking the next step towards the overall goal. It leaves you without that overwhelmed feeling of like, okay, I have this goal, but I don't even know where to start type feeling. And it's also super helpful because it helps you not procrastinate. So if you have those doable steps that are broken down, you don't have to go into confusion in your mind and think, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know how this is going to happen. You have a plan. You won't procrastinate. And it will also help you because I want you to celebrate each step that you accomplish. So let's say my goal for that week was to run two miles. So I accomplished that that week. Then I'll give myself a little victory dance, a little high five in the mirror, or I will give myself a little party. And celebrating those milestones gets you excited and gets you to take the next step and you kind of build this momentum, you can say. So that is my first recommendation. Make a SMART goal and then break that SMART goal down into doable steps with specific deadlines and celebrate along the way. Okay, number two to help your health goals or your goals in general is to not add too much pressure to those goals. So this is done in multiple different ways and I think people do it to help motivate themselves but ultimately it doesn't work. So some things that people think will motivate them are the following. They make what I call a destination goal. And a destination goal is a goal that you set and you tell yourself, if I reach this goal and accomplish XYZ, I get in return XYZ. So a lot of the times you see people saying, okay, if I lose 20 pounds, I then earn my vacation on the beach that I really wanted. Or if I just lose five pounds or if I can go run this much, then I can go shopping and get my favorite dress or swimming suit. Or I have even heard of people putting their next pet as something contingent to them doing their next health goal. So doing this 
actually adds additional pressure to the overall goal because you are like, I really want this thing that's not related to my health goals, so I have to do my health goal. And this additional pressure may motivate you for a little bit, but most people find that this additional pressure causes them to procrastinate and causes them to not take action and they are actually left in a less motivated state of being. So give yourself some love. Don't bank your vacation, your clothing item, your next pet on whether or not you are being successful at your weight goal or whether or not you accomplish your weight goal. Just validate that you can spend some of your resources doing your favorite thing or going on that vacation, buying your clothing item or whatever without even accomplishing that health goal because overall that additional pressure is just not helpful. Another thing I see people do is setting a self-worth goal. Now, this usually is pretty sneaky, and I don't think most people intend to do intend to do this, but some people set a health goal saying, okay, when I lose X amount of pounds, I will be worthy of love, or I will belong better, or people will find me more attractive when I am at this weight. So, doing this puts so much additional stress on the goal because we are all human. We all want to be loved. We all want to have a sense of belonging. But setting a health goal is not the way you want to achieve that love by others or that acceptance by others. That really comes outside of any goal. So stop attaching your self-worth to any health goal. Just let it be. Let them be totally separate. That will help a ton. Then I also see people making kind of make it or break it goals. And this is kind of similar to the last two, but it's really when people practice like that black and white thinking, like it's this way or it's not, that they kind of add additional pressure to their goal. For example, you might see this when an individual signs up for a weight loss program. They might think, okay, in this weight loss program, I better see 20 pounds of weight loss. And if I don't, that just means I might as well throw in the towel. I'm never going to be able to lose weight. Okay, is this really true? No, it's not. People lose weight in multiple different ways. And sometimes one weight loss program is not going to be the right one for that person. And it doesn't mean that they will never lose weight. So that black and white thinking will get them in trouble. It will add additional pressure to their goal and cause them to be stressed out. And nobody really functions well in a stressed out mode. Okay, another example is if someone says, I, if I don't get my weight under control or my eating habits under control, it is going to mean that I won't have friends. And it's going to mean that I won't ever be able to be healthy. Okay, once again, is this really true? No, it's a bunch of baloney. You getting your eating habits under control or your weight under control is not associated with you making friends or being able to take those steps towards health. So to tie this all together, one goal accomplishment or one goal failure does not 
indicate anything about you as a person, does not indicate anything about your self-worth, your belonging in society, your lovability, your capability, or your overall success or potential as an individual. So stop tying those things to your weight loss goals. Your weight loss goals are enough pressure in and of themselves. They don't need additional pressure to drive them. Trust me. Okay, one last thing that I found helpful to relieve some of that pressure that we put on our health goals is to decide ahead of time how you're going to think, feel, or believe about yourself and your situation if your goal goes south and you don't accomplish it. So, for example, if I were to try for my half marathon again next year, I could brainstorm ahead of time how I might feel or react if I fail again. So I could think or say, okay, if I fail again, I'm going to be proud of myself for putting myself out there and actually trying. Or I might say, I'm going to celebrate that I'm still alive, I still have more years to live, and I can try for this goal again next year. Or I could think, if I fail, I'm going to get really curious about why I failed and kind of evaluate what I could do differently the next time to really be successful at this goal. So doing this, you might think, won't be helpful because you think it's going to not drive me to this state of motivation, but really it does the opposite. It takes that additional pressure off and it helps you kind of uh, with your goal resilience, I guess you can say. So it helps you jump back up on your feet if things don't quite go the way that you planned them because our lives have multiple factors to them. We can't control everything and because of that, we need to express to ourselves some compassion and be willing to kind of roll the punches and get back up on our feet. Number three is have your goal be not only focused on the result. So it's kind of like the quote or the saying of if you're too focused on the end result, you'll miss the journey. So there are so many things to learn along your health goal journey. You're learning how to change your habits. You're learning how to react a different way to something. You're learning how to be consistently showing up and putting forth your best effort. So I think there can be a lot to be learned and a lot to be said about that middle time frame where you are working up or building up towards your end result. So don't forget about that. And then I think a lot of us have these secondary results that we want out of a goal, especially health goals. For example, if someone puts the goal of getting a six pack, it is often not just the result of a six pack that they want. They want the secondary result of a six pack, which may be for them more self-confidence. The only problem with them seeking out the secondary result is that it doesn't always happen. Someone with their new six-pack might think, all right, now it's time. It's time to get on the bikini and go strut around the beach with my new air of self-confidence. Well, in reality, they go to do exactly that, but they get to the beach and they find themselves trying to uh, 
be validated by others. So they look around, see if anybody's acting differently around them, and they still feel the sense of insecurity. So when you go to make your health goal, be wary of your secondary result that you may be seeking in the process. If you feel like you need to lose weight in order to feel happy or to feel loved or you need the six-pack to increase your self-confidence or whatever it may be, reflect and ponder if you could obtain those secondary results in a different way that's not tied to your health goal because that's going kind of back into number two. It adds additional pressure to your overall health goal and it makes it very difficult for you to really be focused on that goal. It also can be very disappointing. So if this person that I talked about earlier in the example worked so hard and put so much effort into getting their six-pack yet they still felt insecure around other people, they might feel like it wasn't worth it. Now, I don't want you to get stuck in the same boat. I don't want you to accomplish your weight goal or your health goal and still feel like you're missing something, still feel like you didn't get that secondary result. To avoid this, don't think of a secondary result. Those secondary results often have to come with emotional resilience and learning more about your emotions and increasing your self-love. They are not related to your overall success in your health goal. So just wanted to forewarn you of that and I hope you have found these things helpful while making your health goals. So when making your health goals or when reestablishing your health goals that you've put on the back burner, keep these things in mind. Break your goals up into small doable pieces and celebrate the small wins along the way. Relieve the pressure off of your goals by doing what we talked about in step number two. And then don't limit yourself to just the result focused goal. Because there is so much more. I would love to hear what you chose to implement after listening to this podcast or what insight you took away. The best way to do this is to find the post that I make about the podcast episode on social media and comment there. So you can find me on Nutrition Mastered on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram at Nutrition Mastered U. That's just the letter U added on to Nutrition Mastered. Also, if you are ready to start getting results today, I want to invite you to set up a free consultation where we will discuss what is holding you back from achieving your weight loss goals. To do this, just visit my website at nutritionmastered.com. All one word. Love to see you there and talk to you next week on this podcast podcast.